and a moment of silence for DMX. Thank you. It's a blessing to me that we should meet. I'd like to thank each in a seat and everybody on their feet. See, we didn't think we'd be doing this back in 2003. But hey, listen, here we are on live stream Podbean. We're hitting it off like 80s melodies from Aretha and Tina T. We're talking R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Stuff that allows one to listen and for the other to speak. When we seek, we'll find the pod poet that's inside. However, you should remember, a poem doesn't have to rhyme. It can be a full page or just a few chat lines. You can be grown or a child. You or I may have the words the divine uses to save lives. But however you spend your time right now, we are live. Welcome to the Pod Poets Lounge Spoken Word and Poetry Trivia Game Show. I am your host, Naquel. It is April 10th, 2021, and you are in the place where we have fun celebrating poets. We got a great night planned for you. We've got some poetry, some pod poetry trivia, and a great interview with some dope guests to explore their passions and their perspectives. So get comfortable as always, enjoy the vibe, stimulate your mind, and relax it at the same time. Our previous show's guest was award-winning author, poet, and activist Louis V, the poet, who I actually met on Long Island at Open Mics. He was joined alongside the winner for episode number 28, Onyx Keisha, an award-winning filmmaker, motivational speaker, and actress. We actually met on Matchmaker.fm, which is a platform for shows that are trying to find guests and guests that are trying to find shows. So if you're starting out or looking to get yourself more exposure in this growing world of podcasting, one place you can check out is Matchmaker. It's another resource. If you missed that show, here is a quick clip of episode 28. Dark phrases of womanhood, of never having been a girl. Half notes scattered without rhythm, no tune. Distraught laughter falling over a black girl's shoulder. It's funny. <laughs> it's hysterical. The melodylessness of her dance. The entrance of Ellis Island is closed, but the walls of Trump's America are open to get deported by ICE. Olympus has fallen. On, on D.C. 6, Capitol Hill was invaded by Trump's terrorists. White, white supremacists enforcing white supremacy by using the white privilege. You can follow them on Instagram at L-U-I-S underscore Valdez. That's V-A-L. D-E-S underscore 91 for Louis V. the Poet and Onyx Keisha at O-N-Y-X-K-E-E-S-H-A. She is available there. Now, be sure to check out her poetry in the upcoming issue of The Ink Magazine. Yes, we're going to be showcasing her there. So that is the online digital publication for all the poetry and spoken word goodies from interviews to tips, advice, and so much more, including Spilled Ink. That's the magazine section, uh, section dedicated to showcasing poems from the Pod Poets Lounge game show winners. 
Tonight, one of our guests get their powerful words published there in the May issue. So look out for that. And you can always follow the Ink Magazine at issue.com. That's I-S-S-U-U.com forward slash the Ink Magazine and never miss a release. Visit our website at thepodpoetslounge.card.co. That's C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. And you can find us on Instagram at the underscore podpoets underscore lounge for more. Catch our latest episodes at home or on the go from your favorite listening app. And remember that you can share the show, subscribe, and provide your feedback to us to support the podcast. You can DM or email thepodpoetslounge at gmail.com. And wherever you're listening from, we thank you. Please know you can always donate to the podcast at dollar sign the pod poets lounge via Cash App. If you think the content is constructive, please welcome to the show uh, Miss Nisa. Hey. And Ross Heru. Hey. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome, welcome. Appreciate you guys very much. How you hey, feeling? Pretty good. Welcome. This is really I'm cool. You are very welcome. Um, thank you. So, you know, um, the mission is usually quite simple here. Uh, I want us to relax, uh, kick back, uh, and just chill. How does that sound? Great. Well, with me. I <laughs> fantastic. Um, I like bringing poets together. So, I think you guys met for the first time through this platform. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Okay. All right, so dope, dope. Um, I like that we're going to just build our own little vibe, um, just chill and, and have a good time. So I've been looking forward to it. You know, we've been in the in the group chat and and uh, just bouncing information back and forth. And um, just time, man. It's just time to have some fun, relax on this uh, Saturday night. So um, so here we go. Um, we'll start things off with a little conversation um, with uh, Miss Lisa. Uh, once again, thank you so much for coming to the show. Been looking forward to it. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm feeling the vibe. I'm ready. I'm excited for this trivia. Ready to see how 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 smart this this can really get. Like, let's do it. I that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I love the enthusiasm. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm, I'm, we're going to test you here. Um, I've got some categories, especially for you, especially for you, um, for you to do your thing. Um, all right. So I guess I guess we'll start off like this. I know you as um, as an organizer, uh, you're a social media justice advocate um, specializing in biotechnology uh, and mental health. Um, can you introduce yourself uh, to the listeners? Tell a little bit about you. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm an organizer here in So what I've been doing lately is trying to build up organizations based on off of their social media, uh, on their social media accounts. What I've been doing specifically is trying to get more social justice efforts, including the environmental conservation movement, Black Lives Matter movement, on the internet to be able to be translated to younger audience audiences. Mm, okay, okay, that's dope, dope work. Um, how exactly did you sort of find your way into that line of work? Um, you sound really passionate about it. How did that happen for you? For me, I, it started with 
my um, education. I've always been interested in health. Mm-hmm. And okay. when it became to the health field, I didn't see myself, particularly in a nine to five, I saw myself more on, on foot doing, doing grassroots organizing. So mm-hmm. I started thinking of social justice efforts as public health. And mm-hmm. uh, I was able to kind of find my way, find my niche in, in this space and create my own life. Mm, okay. Um, speaking about creating, uh, as a creative, what is one of your favorite things, uh, and I mean favorite things, that I guess about using your gift uh, of creativity, um, be it a social media campaign um, or sharing your art? Um, as far as I'm concerned, you definitely, um, you know, seeing your, your Instagram uh, capture people's attention uh, visually, I'm sure that comes from some of your marketing um, strategies. But what's one of your favorite things about using that creativity um, uh, to express what's important to you? All about the story and the people behind the, the movements that they're in. Okay. So those people who okay. push these efforts in, you could, it's not all about, it's all about their passion, but it's their experiences are life-changing and they're revolutionary to what comes next in society today. So I'm very grateful for all the people that I've met through this movement space and the social justice efforts and just the people I meet every day doing vocalizing anything. It's so important to say something nowadays, especially when it means, means something to you. I agree. I agree completely. Um, connecting uh, to one another, I think stories, um, just learning about someone's story is, is one of those bridges. Um, what's a what's a story uh, or a recent connection that you've made um, that really gets you, you know, excited um, about bringing that story uh, to light? Anything recently um, that has happened? I know my girls have been doing their thing lately. So I know um, one of my girls who will be featured later, her name is Shell. Uh-huh. She's been creating her own space, providing a poetry network of people. Um, and I, there's just freedom of expression. I've just seen so many beautiful ex- experiences that have been pro- like progressed to the words on the page and the way they yeah. use their spoken word art has just inspired me to like keep going within this creative space and it's, I'm, I'm really happy with all the people that I've known and then another one of my, my girls she's um, in the environmental movement right now she just created her social media platform Black Girls okay. Environmentalist at Black Girls the Black Girl Environmentalist and she's featuring okay. all of these wonderful beautiful females that are within the environmental movement space that's nice. That's really, really dope. And, and I'm excited um, to uh, to hear that piece uh, from Michelle uh, that you're going to share. Uh, really looking forward to that. Um, I know that you're also um, sort of like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you specialize sort of in, in, in biotech, not just technology in general, but biotech. Is that right? Yeah. So I'm super interested into biotechnology. What that means yeah. is human application within the technology space. There's a whole bunch of movies okay. like, well, within the federal government, within um, public uh, or private enterprises that are using uh-huh. biotechnology as the new uh-huh. into the future. I just want to see uh-huh. how those advancements are 
interacting with society today and how those can affect um, already discriminated uh, communities, mm-hmm. how those how populations can be affected by the advancements in technology as we reach a point of where we can we're choosing to pick up our phones, we're choosing to use technology as a resource. So, what does that exactly mean? So, that's what I'm interested in. That's really dope. Yeah. I, I like that personally. I, I really like that because um, I feel like there's a torch there. I feel I feel like there's a torch there um, that you're picking up, um, and probably one that most people don't even know is 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 is, is blazing. Is like is lit up for us to see and, and pay attention to um, the idea that uh, advancements um, or technology or technology doesn't necessarily equate to advancements um, in uh, in society. And in, in, in some cases, depending on the application, uh, it could be a step back. Right. There's been lots of problems um, that have been brought to light about technology and what it's doing um, to to, the pe- to people and how people are developing, um, both children and adults, uh, when it comes to the use of technology. Uh, what? And I, I'd be really like curious to know, and I think my listeners too, they'd want to know what would be. Is there anything on your radar uh, right now when it comes to biotech um, that we should really be paying attention to? So one of my interests right now, what I've really focused in on is neurotechnology and how people are capitalizing up. If you've heard of Elon Musk and Neuralink, facial recognition software and how, and then also in addition to facial recognition software, um, DARPA, the U.S. Federal Research and Defense Research Program, I believe, uh-huh. They also instituted a program for soldiers that actually allows them to be neurotic. So uh-huh. I'm just, my, my creative fantasy was saying what happens when you go beyond um, the public and you uh-huh. invest privately in, within those technologies. So that's uh-huh. my my little it, I think that's yeah. I think that's um, again such a an important um, observation. Uh, that's kind. Of, that's a little bit a little bit concerning, or a lot of bit concerning. Um, it's it's usually where you have the private sector; they're doing whatever they're doing, um, and then as soon as government says, "Okay, yo, that makes sense for us. Um, let's adopt it." Um, the rollout then goes through the the rigors of, of, of states and who you know that little battle um but it's still sort of the idea that um there's so there are these institutions or entities government state uh local federal uh, or statewide that have that power um to actually do things like that and it's making me think a lot about um vaccinations um and nanotechnology um these these questions about how sophisticated technology has become um right down to that level um, and then how it can be used it's 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 really something to think about it's and and i think it's best to kind of consume that information um, from good resources so that you you sort of get the right information you know um so if i could ask you what what might be a resource that you would point um you would point someone to who wants to learn um, and kind of educate themselves on uh, on biotech and the things that you're interested in uh, around that. One thing that I found really uh, useful in my discovery of biotechnology is just 
researching articles, um, journal entries, and how the application of these technologies have have been instituted when it comes to the like global economy and looking at how people are speaking about this technology, turning that reality or that technology into a real-life application. So I feel like the most important part is to acknowledge that the technology exists. And once you can acknowledge its existence, you can then move forward and say, well, what would I be interested within that technology? And you could really specify how you would research this technology because it's technology at the end of the day. There are millions of applications. So making sure that you are making that technology useful to you. Like, how, how can I use this to make myself better? How can I use this to spread a message? How can I use this in general? Is, I feel like is the important question to ask yourself when you decide to research it. Awesome. I think that's great. That's great advice. Um, as, as you mentioned, sort of that conversation and uh, again, how, how, how do you use um, the technology? I, I think you've kind of definitely stepped into that um, in a bold way with how you use social media. Um, with how you use that technology uh, and for what purpose and to what end. I kind of want to ask um, question more line um, with your creativity. Like when it comes to your approach, what is your approach to like posting or creating a social media campaign uh, to bring light to an issue? Um, so the most, I definitely think that when it comes to my creativity, it comes from my own personal experience and dealing with uh, how my life has, my trials and tribulations have led up to a certain point in my life where I was interested in this technology. So building on my own experience was uh-huh. the inspiration for my social media. Okay. I definitely learned a lot about how to incorporate modern or modern public social culture, pop culture into Uh my strategy by using like memes, trying to make it as um, understandable as possible, making sure that people can understand the information. Because like I said, this is new, new stuff to people. The first thing you think about when you think about they're nourishing people is okay yeah chill (laughs) so we just have to take those steps to like understand how we can use our social culture to create real information that people can use yeah I like that work man I I really really dig that work Um, appreciate that response uh, so I know you have a, a, a piece that you're going to share. Uh, do you want to share it now? Do you want to save it for later? How do you Up feel? To you. I'm, I'm down. I'm whatever you want to do. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, we can, um, we can listen to it now if that's okay. You got it ready? Yeah, I do. All right, cool. <clears throat> and you said this is, uh, this is Shell, right? Yeah, Shell. Written by Shell. Dope, dope. I just want to put her name in the chat real quick. Okay. Appreciate that. Love to do that. Let the listeners and the, the guests that are here sort of find things in real time. Yeah, that's cool. So, 
on Instagram. Her name is at Shell, C-H-E-L-L-E, on Moiselle, M-O-I-S-E-L-L-E. She's hosting creative workshops every Thursday around 8 p.m. So we'd love to have you. Um, and she was so beautiful to give me this piece tonight. And I just hope I do her the best way because this piece is absolutely beautiful and it meant a lot for, for me to be able to perform it for. And at, That's dope. In the Saturday. I love that. Thank you, Shell. Thank you as Thank well you from Shell. the Poets Lounge. <laughs> All right. So this piece is titled To Fall in Love with Anger. To when I had fallen in love with passion, wickedness flirting with my curiosity as I find salvation through rage, admitting that my love doesn't always drip with bonbon bliss, wonton words, wrapping tongue and throat, humming to strangled suits of forgiveness. I developed an apoplectic nature, tonguing down textures to soak bones, leave breaks in silhouette and syntax, covering my skin in colorful language and pierced emotions. I was broken, falling into lust with my anger and I had no plans on leaving her anytime soon. You see, she filled me. She had fulfilled me, bearing her fruits, bearing her rage. Sin had been made simple these days. Her confusion bled into me. She mixed it in my morning oatmeal and called it cinnamon. She sung it in lullabies and called it love. If my rage was a person, she'd be about 5'4", broad, button-up nose and thick lips. She'd be a daughter of a teacher of some sort. She'd be the receiver of many lessons. She would tell you her most memorable one to be this. That a daughter's birthright is to be hated by her mother. And through this, she must learn to forgive. Better yet, as the lesson continues, may she understand this. Rely on your intuition, for it is the order of God. May you drink it till your words are slender and your tongue separates from mine, blindly bumping and bustling its way to the heart. May it stir that sleeping soul and tear it apart so mercy may, may mend it back together and you'll wake up brand new, refreshed, readjusted, renewed. May you no longer forget forgiveness when you peek into your reflection. There's so much to love when we harness for God. The energies of devotion and grace will be the second time in history that fire has been discovered. And the first time you have delighted within me as my great lover, and for that I will protect you. And if you exchange breath of flames for our mutual ecstasy, this is the truth of duality. First comes sorrow, then serenity. So if you are ever to fall in love with anger, I pray you tend to it. On even days and manifested salvation against all odds, and through this anger bursts a new name. May we call her reverence for the act of love. Thank you. Yeah. Is that the end piece? Wow. Thank you, Shell. Thank you, Shell. And thank At you, Miss Lisa. Okay. That's deep. That's deep. Deep piece had me thinking about quite a few things there. Um, it's not a very introspective piece. It makes me wonder, like, where, what, what, what place um, someone would be in, you know, when they tap into themselves in such a way um, and just draw from life 
uh, such insightful things um, than come up with something like that. And then definitely in such a creative way. Um, really beautiful felt words. that too. Yeah, absolutely. And a beautiful delivery. Uh, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? It sounded like you wrote it. Um, yeah, yeah, I felt that. Huh. Stir that sleeping soul. It's one of the lines that moved me. <laughs> um, at the beginning, too, the, the alliteration at the beginning also really captured me. And there was a line in there. Um, and that's it's very interesting. It said, uh, a, a daughter's birthright um, is to be uh, hated by the mother. Yeah. yeah, that was fascinating. Yeah, very much so, man. Wow. Mm. She she went she went crazy on this one. I was like, thank she she gave me the most beautiful piece, and I told her I was like, that was audio artwork. I hope I do it justice. She did beautifully. Yeah, I was so that proud. was so. I was so proud. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. And um, more to come. More to come. Um, we have our poetry game waiting, and uh, we're just going to shift over a little bit uh, to the brother that's been graciously and patiently um, waiting. Just heard his voice. That is the man. That is brother Ross Haru. How you doing, sir? Peace, peace. Thank you for having me. Uh, this has been dope. Uh, I've been really excited and waiting and looking forward to this all weekend, so I'm glad that I'm here. Peace, man. I'm happy to have you as well. Um, I'm feeling the excitement just as much. Uh, very humble uh, and privileged that you could make it to the show. Obviously, you're a busy man. That's that's one of the things I learned about you. Um, you know, <laughs> you're doing quite a bit, man. Um, so thank you for making the time um, and accepting the invitation. Uh, I really enjoy learning about you, man, um, and your work. Um, as I mentioned, you're doing quite a lot, but you're very energetic. You're doing it like very energetically uh and that's not an easy thing to do you know what i mean um to, to, to get it all done um so i guess my first question is how has the day treated you so far oh the day has been been great uh i, I woke up earlier this morning and i got some writing done i got some quests for a lot of the business that you were uh uh referring to Okay. I, spent some time, I spent some time in downtown Newark and Military Park. I'm a Newark native, a son of the city, and um, uh-huh. I, I spent the first time of my day just breathing air in downtown Newark, yes. kind of soaking up my Saturday in a real yeah. way. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, that's beautiful. Um, I try to get a little bit of that uh, that serenity that's uh, right there in my backyard, some fresh air. Um, whenever I can. Sometimes I, I don't do such a good job, um, but uh, I, I know what that's like. Uh, I know how much value that can bring to uh, to the day, to the to the being, to the spirit. Uh, so that's cool, man. That's what's up. Um, so again, you're doing so much. Uh, how do you keep the balance, bro? How do you wear so many hats and just get it done? What's what's your secret? So the 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 secret is really no secret. You know, everything that I do is, is, is an extension of what I feel like my larger goal and mission and life. You know what I mean? What I what I do as a creative, what I do as uh, an educator, what I do as a social person is what I believe my life purpose is. So it's, it's not so it's, it's not so much a matter of balance. It's, it's more of a matter of not exhausting myself. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, you know, okay. Every, everything that I do, 
I feel like is a reflection of, of my larger goal and, and purpose, just making sure I don't tire myself out. The okay. 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 I can dig that. Um, it's making me think a little bit about how, how what you do can re- can actually fuel you. Um, so you're a poet, um, you're a publisher, uh, a creative entrepreneur, uh, as well as an elementary school teacher. Um, tell me a little bit about, um, the poet, you know, what, what got you into poetry, um, early in life? Um, do you have any early memories, uh, around poetry? Yeah, no doubt. So I, around like five or six, I, I grew up in a household that was dedicated to Tupac Shakur. My entire family are okay. Tupac Shakur uh, uh, fans and followers and listeners. And so my my earliest my earliest memories and interaction with poetry was wanting to sort of reflect and be for others that that inspiration that I was getting through the music of Tupac Shakur. So. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, throughout the years, I would I would try to emulate that same source of inspiration. And then okay. my 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 high school around high school, my my uh, sophomore year of high school, I had like this pivotal sort of moment where I did something, and I realized the way that the, like my class and everyone responded to me, and I was like, you know what? I think this poetry thing is what I want my name attached to, and it's been all. Ah, got you, got you. So the environment sort of helped birth the poet. Yes, absolutely. Deep, deep. Okay. Um, what would you say makes you want to write uh, these days? What makes your pen mean? Uh, you know, my my artistry, I feel like, is my highest truth. I'm my most vulnerable. Mm-hmm my most honest, my most powerful, I, I maybe even think my most effective, I am in the mode of poetry. And so, you know, I, I go to my poetry to reflect my highest self because I realize that my highest self is not only a uh, catharsis to me, but it's an inspiration for mm-hmm. That's deep. I like it, man. You're making me think about myself as well. Um, just how sort of poetry kind of does that for me. Um, and similarly, it was sharing my poetry um, early on and the way people responded to it that made me stick with it. Uh, that made me stick with it um, and want to write more um, things like that. Um, but it was it was also that that therapeutic element of, of getting things out. Um, and when it comes to, I guess, the work that you do uh, in your community, because um, you you said you were New Jersey born, right? Yes, uh, North New Jersey. North New Jersey. What are some things, um, you know, through the work that you do that uh, that we can see and say um, you've contributed uh, to the art scene in uh, in North New Jersey? Uh, because you do take community seriously. Right. Uh, so. You know, as far as in the city itself, you know, every every opportunity for an open mic or something creative, yeah. something like that, I typically try to, to try to find myself there. As far gotcha. as uh, as far as tangible sort of 
impressive. Uh, I'm also very active in Maplewood, New Jersey, which is where I work, and I live like 10 minutes outside of Maplewood. And just, okay. just as early as uh, the past couple of months, I have a poem that is inside of this uh, town exhibit, and so I actually have a poem of mine that's displayed in front of a public pool in, in Maplewood, part of a larger exhibit of, of poets. Nice, man. In the name of Black Lives Matter. And so okay. it's cool to tangibly have my words in a few places. I've also yes. published I've also published via my company uh, a couple of poets who are either from North or associated with North, including myself. Awesome. So there's a number of different ways that uh, I guess you can say my presence is in the team. Yeah. That's great. Um, and congratulations on that, man. I, um, reading your work, I think uh, it's it's definitely like should be shared. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's definitely work that should be shared. And um, it, it moves me. Uh, your words are powerful, brother. Um, and they really do move me. Um, uh, you're welcome. Uh, I guess... You're, you're, so you're poet, um, publisher, uh, you, you're a creative entrepreneur. When did you get into the entrepreneur world um, to start actually like creating, um, you know, even services that other people can benefit from? When did you kind of make that step uh, in your life? I think it was a natural progressive step for me to do. You know, I, I always... Okay. I wanted to be, you know, not only just the dopest artist, but I wanted to be mm-hmm. contribute more to the culture than just mm-hmm. my art, right? So I think it's also gotcha. part of me. But to, to specifically answer, I think the move from artist to entrepreneur happened in, I'd say, 2017 when I started okay. Rebel Inc. Publishing, which is my publishing okay. company. I launched it by publishing my book, and then since then, we published five or six others. Soon after that, I started my workshop uh, in, in in Union, New Jersey. So 2017, okay. I have to say, is when that entrepreneurial portion of my work began to really happen. 2017, 2018. Nice, nice, dope, man. And I wish you the very best uh, with that. Um, publishing more, uh, more artists, uh, doing more. Um, what What's one of the things uh, that you're kind of looking forward to uh, as far as next steps uh, for you with respect to um, your publishing company? Oh, just ju- just the future. Um, uh, and, and speaking of the publishing company, but just all of the movements, uh, yeah. there are a couple of events and initiatives that are coming down the pike um, as early as, as next week. I mean, tomorrow I, I'm producing and hosting a virtual event called the Rubicon Rally. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a poetry mm-hmm. performance and discussion event that's also a fundraiser for uh, a nonprofit that is working to eradicate or or, or minimize uh, food insecurity and, and hunger. Uh-huh. So just tomorrow, uh, 24 hours from now, I'll be uh-huh. hosting, producing, and performing at a virtual, uh, you know, uh, a, a virtual fundraiser event of my own production that is not just you know oh. uh, artistically impactful, but is literally yeah. going to help feed people who you know, our brothers and sisters who could use a little support. And so as early as tomorrow and the things coming after that, I mean, there's always the next big thing. I'm always looking for the next move. So I'm always two or three, you know, steps ahead of whatever I'm doing currently. That's great. That's great, man. Very, very uh, inspirational. Um, and I said, uh, as I said before, very energetic. Uh, you know, you're putting a lot of uh, positive um, energy uh, and vibrations into into the moves that you're making. Um, that's 
that's dope, man. That's dope. Absolutely spot on. Uh, our brothers and sisters out there are, that are less needy, less fortunate, um, that are in need. It's it's so important to to do what we can, um, you know, to contribute to um, uh, the improvement of their lives. Uh, and I love that you fuse the art with it. Um, you know, that social justice uh, and art, they just go so well together. Um, but not everybody really embraces that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely at a, so my, my work has always been, I've always tried to sort of align my artistic work with social causes. Mm-hmm. I will say though, it's been just the past like six months or so that I'm mm-hmm. intentionally sort of bringing together art and activism. And so a lot of the okay. stuff from me this year and coming forward will be this intentional push to really see yes. art with activism intentionally and on purpose. So that's, that's, that's what we're really after right now. Is there art and activism, uh, a fusion of that, that, that you've seen um, recently or that maybe kind of, cause I understand what you say when uh, I would, I would say like activism or sort of like a, a conscious, it's like a social conscious, a social awareness uh, component um, being kind of by your side, you know, when you're writing creatively. Um, but is there anything within maybe the past seven months, uh, something that helped to kind of shape or or, or galvanize that intentionality um, for you to put art and activism together uh, in your work going forward? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I, I was just referring to it. Well, a couple of things. One, uh, well, two, two things in particular that happened just behind one another in late 2021 mm-hmm. uh, was the release mm-hmm. of my latest book, The Rubicon, which is okay. uh, definitely intentionally not just an intentional piece, uh, an intentional collection of, of, of poetry, but a political, uh, a very intentionally political uh, yeah. uh, piece of poetry. And then the, okay. the, uh, the, the Black Lives Matter poetry exhibit in Maplewood that I just mentioned, I was sort of accepted into that. That was really sort of the catalyst of me thinking okay. how I very much intentionally use my yeah. artistry for this because that's what that exhibit is. That exhibit is, is literally taking mm-hmm. artwork and using mm-hmm. it as a, a, a piece of a, a, a tool in activism. So I, mm-hmm. I really, I really can say it, it started it started with that. It started with the, the Maplewood exhibit. Mm, dope, dope, dope. Yeah, man, that inspiration can be uh, all around us. Uh, you know, if we if we see it and, and allow ourselves to kind of like take it in, uh, we can do wonders uh, for our life trajectory. Uh, so, yeah, man, that's, I, I also encourage you as well. Um, salute you uh, and your work. Um, I think it's necessary. Um, and if, do you have a piece you could share with us? I do. Uh, I have a piece in front of me right now. Um, okay. It's called "In Celebration of a Fatal Baptism." It is uh, mm. published. It is published in the Rubicon, and it's one of it's one of my favorite pieces. It's a dear piece of mine. Okay, yeah, man. If you could, um, please, please let us hear that one. In Great. celebration of a fatal baptism. Okay. In celebration of a fatal baptism. My block was named after a slave master. I've lived and I've hurt here for years, although my tears fall to the ground with the hopelessness synonymous to the sound of nails piercing innocent hands. As I stand here, as I stand here, I hear the weight and hold the whispers of a thousand dead poets with stories like mine and in time were all forgotten. The words too rotten with honesty for the anthologies that told them no. As I laugh, 
As I laugh, I grow cold, recalling Langston, his verse, the darker brother, and I wonder, what part of me made me the dark matter that never mattered? And so I groomed myself a son of sun people. My pen riding me out of pen sites and into a dink with symbols. Panther screaming the slogans etched into my forearms, their paws lying on my chest, charging me with jargons, my body. My body now a mausoleum written in hope and hieroglyphs, so the eulogy reads of bleak, beautiful blackness. Master me on the block, but he don't own me. I baptize in this blackness, this hereditary tar, and if I swim out too far and I drown beneath the weight of the chains, know that these were the chains I chose and not those mm-hmm. hanging from the street signs. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. These were the chains I chose. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that line got me too. That line got me too. Yeah, man. Wow. It's it made me think. Just the first line uh, had me thinking just about the the ubiquitous nature of uh, uh, you know racism um, and sort of uh, you know I was I was thinking about statues that were that were toppled. Um, you know. Uh, I think like, what, like two years ago, a lot of statues were falling um, because campuses, you know, had statues uh, of slave masters. Um, I started to actually, um, it, it, it took me there. Um, and that's so true how your surroundings can be stifling you in a way. Um, it could be like really in your face so very much subconscious. Um, and yet still you got to kind of like navigate all that. Um, and I think you set a line in there um, about the son of the sun people name yeah. yourself you know, uh, I, I call myself the son of sun people yeah yeah I love that man uh, I really love that piece man that like, environmental it, consciousness really woke mm-hmm. me up to like how the, the change you choose are just that's what they are it, it, it definitely brought me back to a reality where I was looking at all of the events that happened in the past two years and just reminiscing on the strength of black people and how how far we come or how far we have to go. Uh, it's, uh, it's, for, for me, it's, uh, it's the diving and the acceptance. It's the blackness, right? It, blackness is beautiful. It's, it's multi-dynamic. Everything is born from it. But we also know, if we're being honest, that to be black is to be dangerous in the Western world. But this, uh-huh. this poem is an acceptance of that. I mean, the title of the poem is In Celebration of a Fatal Baptism, right? And so uh-huh. it's the, uh-huh. uh, the, the line that's supported by me to do some of the things I chose. And so, you know, Trunk or Swim ever comes along with the future of this identity. I'm, I'm here for the ride. Uh, 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 uh. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. Um, for real. And it's funny, too, because um, I've had this conversation with my wife um, uh, time and time again, and she she kind of like brings it up. Um, and it's like uh, the question becomes, um, why would anybody want to be black? You know, like why would anybody want to be black? Um, and that kind of that kind of speaks to it. You know, actually, it answers the question. Um, it's like you can overcome uh, you can overcome your, your, your challenges. Um, you can rise above them. Um, and then there's just 
such gold and 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 and, and precious uh, <laughs> melanin um, within you. Like uh, you said a line in there, the whispers of a of a thousand um, uh, dead poets, um, and it's like there's ancestors uh, that that you can call on, you know, that have that have laid the groundwork, um, and, and they continue to inspire. So yeah, it's like it's this duality uh, a little bit, you know, in, in that existence. Um, and this is just me. This is me, you know, my, my, my view on it. Um, but uh, I think blackness, people kind of have their own, you know, you, you kind of own it and, and define it. Um, that, this is something that I've learned, um, you know, black, no, no, not, no group of black people necessarily um, define uh, their blackness uh, exactly the same. Uh, and then sometimes too, there's conflict because of the 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 the, the effort to try to define it for, for other people, um, I think the identity of it all. Yes, the lost yes. identity of learning who you are while being told who you are and mm. seeing mm-hmm. how you are treated in mm-hmm. in the environment, most definitely. Yeah, very much uh, uh, important conversation, and uh, I like I like that piece, bro. Really Thank like you. that piece. Yes. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you just tuned in, thank you very much uh, for doing so. We appreciate you. Uh, we've got more to come uh, from these uh, amazing individuals. Um, I guess, yeah, we are uh, here um, checking out the Pod Poets Lounge. We've got Miss Nisa and Rasheru chilling with us. Uh, this is a Napro production. You can listen on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcast, um, plus right here on Podbean. Uh, remember to subscribe on YouTube and uh, get the notifications when new videos drop. Uh, we are lounging uh, with these amazing artists. Uh, so here we go. The vibe continues. And uh, it is actually, it is game time right about now. We're going to make the shift. <laughs> and get some pod coach trivia going. So we've got some categories for tonight uh, for you guys to choose from. Uh, the categories will be uh, the stuff folder. Now the stuff folder is uh, just stuff. It's just a bunch of different stuff. Um, categories are gonna range. Um, our, our other category for tonight is uh, events of uh, 2010s, as well as Generation Z, um, the Inc. Magazine, our partner, and WordWiz. So the poets are going to pick a category. Um, I'll read and I'll share the question, uh, or we might listen to something uh, that the question will be based on. Uh, This first round will be all group questions. So that means all the poets are going to lock in their choice, tell me out loud what they think the answer is, or they can text it in the chat. Uh, the folks that are listening can play along. Uh, it's one point for correct answers. Uh, and the questions could be multiple choice or uh, true or false. All right. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, so here we go. How, how, how does that sound as far as rules? Does that sound okay? Sounds good to me. All right. Cool, cool. All right, so we're ready for the first question. I'm gonna we're gonna do a little test question. Uh, kind of like put our, our big toe in the water, see how it feels. So your first question is, and it's a test question. No points on this one. How do planets communicate with each other? Is it a through Facebook? Is it B high tech solar systems? 
or C, they place ads in the Cosmo Planetary. What do you think? I'm definitely going to have to say B on this one. Okay, high-tech solar systems. Good answer. B is correct. Yes, yes. I don't know how they do it, but this is this is how they do it. Um, so yes, in our solar system, planets in other places, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It could be through Facebook, um, but the ones here in our solar system, that's how they get down. All right, so that's our test question uh, out of the way. Let's get into the real deal now. These are worth points, um, and again, group questions. So whoever picks the category. Um, it's just uh, still going to be a question for the whole group. So here we go. Uh, let's start it off with uh, Miss Nisa. You can select our first category. All right. I'm going to do it for my, my generation, Generation Z. Let's do it. All right. You got it. Your first question is Generation Z members are also called. Is it A, the silent generation? Is it B, generation alpha? Is it C, the boomers? Or is it D, zoomers? C, most definitely. You just brought back memories of how many phone calls I've been on this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She thinks it's D. What do you think? Uh, uh, I'm, I was thinking D, too. I'm, 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 I won't lie. I was, I'm, I'm a little stumped on this one, but this is my first call. Well, you guys both got this one correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> nice way to start things off. Okay, brother, you are up. What category for you? All right, uh, you said it was stuff folder category Z. What was another, uh, what was another category? We got Word Wiz. We got Ink Magazine and Events of the 2010s. Let's go, let's go Word Wiz. Word with. Okay. So these are just terms, um, could be poetic devices, things like that. And you just got to tell me um, what you think the answer is here, the best answer. So our first question or our second question for you is, which of these words are like the term pinnacle? Which of these terms are like the word, the term Pinnacle. Is it A, Passaron Donkey? Is it B, Dalmatian? Is it C, Cashews? Or D, Afro Ballet? What do you guys think? Go C, Cashews. Got C, Cashews, okay. And what are you thinking, uh, Lisa? I'm going to just go with the team on this one, C. <laughs> Okay, it's a good guess. Um, this one is actually A. Passeron Donkey. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Sorry. Yes, it's Pardon a card me. game. <laughs> All right. Next uh, category. Uh, which one is it going to be, Lisa? We'll try Events of 2010. Okay. You got it. All right. Just real quick. All right, so we heard of WikiLeaks. Your question is about that. WikiLeaks released material that showed secret attacks that the U.S. carried out while their troops were deployed inside of, is it A, Afghanistan, B, Iran, or C, Iraq? 
We've got C for us. Um, um, A maybe. And we'll go to Afghanistan. This one is actually C. This one was Iraq. Rasaru got that one. Okay. Next uh, category is going to be from uh, Ross. What category for you, sir? Uh, let's let's go back to word with. Okay, you got it. All right. What is a synonym for the word inimitable? What is a synonym for the word inimitable? Is it A, a fraud? Is it B, made in China? Is it C, supportive? Or D, one of a kind? We've got D from Ross. Got that answer quick from him. Okay. I'm going to D too. D. D is correct. Yes, yes. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Okay. All right. Um, you are up, uh, Miss Miso. What category for you, my dear? Well, she's up. Um, she's up in terms of uh, selecting the category. He said she's um, up. I'm, I'm going to do word ways because I'm going to get back. <laughs> uh, you got it. We'll head on over to there. And here is your question. What word best fits in this sentence? The blank of the poet was seen in how she recovered from forgetting her lines. Is it A, bygones? Is it B, dystopia? Is it C, dynamism? Or D, one of a kind? Okay, we've got dynamism. Lisa. And we've got C for us as well. You guys are both correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a close, close, close game so far. All right, Ross Haru, what category for you, sir? Let's go Ink Magazine. Ink Magazine, our partner there, operated by God's Ink Spoken Word. Super creative, brother. And here is your question. When was the first issue of the magazine published? On the website, issue.com. Was it A, June 10th, 2020, B, March 10th, 2020, or C, April 10th, 2020? You got B for Miss Nisa. And we've got C for Ross. So the first answer that came in, B, was correct yeah. on this one. Very nicely done. Teed up. <laughs> well done. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you're up. Uh, Nisa, what category? Mm. I think I'm going to pick Gen Z again. Okay. Here we go. So compared to millennials, Generation Z grew up during a, is it A, a recession, B, depression, or C, economic rise? A. Yes, you guys both got that correct. Yeah. I think that was an easy one for y'all. Mm -hmm. Right out the gate, like A, A. Hmm. 
All right. See, the next one will be a little more challenging. We'll see. We'll see what Ross picks. What category for you, sir? Uh, let's go the stuff folder. Okay. So again, this is going to be a mix of different things. Um, and this particular question is called Title the Poet. You've got to match the title of this poem to the poet. Here we go. The title is To an Athlete Dying Young. Who gave us this? Was it A, Seamus Heaney? Was it B, Philip Larkin? C, Jonathan Swift? Or D, A, E, Houseman? Who do you think gave us the, this piece, that title? I'm going to say C. Okay, we've got C and B. Okay, this one was actually D. A. E. Houseman gave us this one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's, get a, let's get a couple more questions in. Um, okay, Nisa, what category for you? Um, I like word whisk. Let's do that one. Uh, word whisk? Mm-hmm. All right, sure. Okay, here we go. Mm. You gotta tell me which of these terms is from the late 16th century. A. Burn rubber. B. Germsville. C. Catechism. Or D. Pad. Which of these terms is from the late 16th century? C. You got C for us. Thank you. And we got B for this. C was correct on this one. Catechism. Nicely done, sir. Okay. So I've got. Okay, it's still a very close game. Um, I'm showing seven points for Ross um, and six for Miss Lisa. Very very close game. All right, let's get uh, let's get another question in there uh, before we uh, get to know you guys a little bit better. Uh, that was uh, Lisa picked that category. Okay, so Ross, uh, what category for you? Uh, let's go the stuff. Uh, let's go the stuff over. Okay, got it, sir. Mm. All right. So, what was the name of Sally Jesse Raphael's TV show? Was it A. Sally, B. The View, C. Daytime Talk, or D. The Sally Raphael Hour? What do you think? Oh, I'm stuck on this one. <laughs> Gonna be some guessing on this one. I feel like I've heard it before, but I, I can't say that for sure. Uh, okay, you got A for Miss Lisa. Uh, and A for Ross. Okay, that was if this was a guess, that was an excellent guess. You I got know last name, so I was like, must be the first. How was the Man, right, so that's what's up. Cool, cool. Very close game here. Very close game here. Uh, coming out of the first round, seven points for Misa and eight points for us. Okay, guys, doing well. How you feeling? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm liking. I'm liking. <laughs> 
Good. That's the idea. That's the idea. Definitely. Um, so we're going to end that round um, and get into some more trivia. Um, this is a time also where uh, anyone that's present can call into the program if you have any questions for our guests, uh, or you can type it into the chat. Um, as always, if you uh, if you do call in, it's always about respecting the, uh, the listeners, respecting the our guests, um, and respecting the platform. Uh, if you also have questions, you want to send them in ahead of time, you can do so for any of our upcoming guests. You can email them at thepodpoetslounge at gmail.com. Uh, we'll show, uh, shout you out and read them on air um, to get them in. So um, I want to kind of uh, get back into the conversation a little bit around um, your your publications, uh, Ross. Um, tell us a little bit more about the collection uh, of poetry um, and the inspiration behind actually like putting that work out. What was that process like leading up to that? Okay, uh, so uh, I, I believe we're talking about my latest collection, the Rubicon. Uh, it was it wasn't so the the collection is simultaneously two stories happening at one time. It's a okay. story, it's a story personal political of Rasaru, and it's a story personal political of Roman general and statesman Julius Caesar. I started okay. writing in late 2019 and mm-hmm. it, it began because during that time I was doing a lot of reading and studying on Julius mm-hmm. Caesar and while I was doing it I, I was noticing some parallels between his life and things that I was going through at the time that I was reading it and mm-hmm. I, I, I knew that it was about time for me to start working on my next book I have plans okay. to put out uh, a book every two years for ten years and so okay. I knew was around the time for me to start working on my next collection and so I, I, I took the, the Julius Caesar creative route and explored it and what I ended okay. up coming up with was what I now have as Rubicon. Ah, okay. Okay. Um where can we find that book and um how much does it cost? You can find the Rubicon on HaruTheRoth.com. Uh, if you if you if you go there, there is a, a, a section at the top with a, a various tabs. You go to Rebel and Publishing tab or the Rasulu's Books tab, and the book is twenty dollars. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, I uh, I love when um, sort of like it, it happens like that, and I, I've I've seen that before where um, it's just what's going on around you. Um, yeah. that, that kind of like creates the right environment, the right mix, um, for the faucet to just break and the creativity to just kind of, uh, just kind of flow, um, and then uh, encapsulate uh, it. Absolutely. In a very interesting way, you know, even though that was, you know, 2000 years ago, what I was reading, I found some yeah. real kind of like very in my face parallels between things I was reading in his life and things that I was going on at that very time. And so I, I, I explored it. And and this, this this is what my result was. Mm. Without giving too much, what was one of those things, um, one of those parallels that you, you know, connections that you made? Great. Uh, so the just the title of the book, the Rubicon. Uh, the the Rubicon okay. was a river on the northern border of Italy, and it's it's famous okay. because. Julius Caesar crossed the the river back into Rome uh, and started a civil war, which was this really sort of pivotal moment in in, in Western history. And so, having a Rubicon moment has always meant having a, a crossing 
into which you cannot return. And while I was reading that, I was going through my own personal sort of crossing to a phase of life that was new and, and, you know, not knowing what to expect from it. So the entire book is sort of about crossing over into a, a, a new world or into a new phase of life and having to deal with not being able to return. Mm. That's deep. That's profound. Wow. Um, I want to ask a little bit about uh, your work uh, in the schools um, and with children. Uh, how exactly did you did you kind of find your, your yourself to become a teacher? Uh, how did that happen for you? I was I was having the same conversation with my fifth graders yesterday. Uh, long, story, <laughs> long story short, it started my sophomore my freshman year of high school. Going into that summer, I needed and wanted a summer job like any other high school kid coming out of freshman year of high school. And I got an assistant teaching job back at my middle school, the school I just graduated from. The school had a summer program where any new students coming to the school had to go through this summer enrichment program. And I was a, a assistant. Hello? I think I lost him a little bit. Nisa, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you okay. I think something may have happened with his audio. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ross, I think uh, something may have happened with the audio. Okay. Yeah, it looks like uh, something did occur. So uh, hopefully he'll uh, just call right back in. Um, I always find it very fascinating, you know, how our folks get into... Um, their professions, and um, he happens to be a fifth grade uh, English language arts teacher. Um, and I'm curious, just like how this this kind of happened for him. Uh, so yeah, so going into his freshman year, and so it sounds like uh, he had some some early experience uh, in the working environment around that, and it it left a, a serious impression on him uh, for him to actually like make that part of his life's work. Um, that's really dope, uh, and and to be such a creative the way he is. Um, such an inspiration. I can see him uh, sort of in that type of an environment. Uh, so that's really cool. Are you back, Ross? No, I think, yeah, I think he's there, but maybe the um, just issue with the audio. Let's see if we can uh, correct that. But if you can still hear us or, yeah, yeah, I think he's disconnected. Now he's going to call back. Hello, Ross? Looks like he's back. Hey guys, I'm sorry. I, I, that's I okay. A, a phone tech issue. I'm sorry. Totally no problem, problem, man. That, that stuff where, happens. It's okay. Where, where, I'm not sure where you lost me. I think um, you were just telling us how, uh, I think you maybe you got a summer job or something in your freshman year. Right, right. Yeah, so, so, yeah, long story short, I, uh, uh, my, my, my high school summer, I, I got a job to go back and, and teach the summer academy as a assistant teacher. Uh, back in my uh, my middle school, and by my second time okay. doing it, I had a couple experiences, and I knew that that was just what I wanted to do. Wow, man! It just spoke to you like that. It did. That's I had deep. a couple of moments that really uh, kind of triggered me. I had a couple of emotional moments, and I kind of re- <laughs> recognized that that was where I needed to be, or that was where I could be the most effective for a reason. I was bigger than me. I love that. Um, I always at school. School was always a a, a a positive place for me. Yeah, that's so. Uh, that's such an important thing, yo. Um, and, and sad to think about those who sometimes don't even have access um, to those kinds of spaces uh, where they can grow um, and expand. 
Um, and why? And, and tell me about the fifth grade, though. How did you, you know, get into fifth graders? Because uh, you could, being a teacher, you could obviously have a pool of age groups. Yeah. What's it like being a fifth grade, uh, fifth grade elementary teacher? What is it about that age group? It's so, so it's, it's very fun. I have to say, I didn't, okay. <laughs> I, have, I have to be honest. I didn't, I didn't choose the fifth grade. I, uh, when, okay. I, when, I, when I came out of college, I was teaching, uh, seventh and eighth graders and I was used to middle schoolers, but the job while I was working, they offered me a fifth grade position. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I took it naturally. And so it was, it was a learning curve. It was a huge adjustment for me. That age because children are super curious, uh, are but they still have that heart of gold about them, and they're still kids, and they're still kids. And so they, they they keep me young and they keep me optimistic. Mm-hmm. That's what's so that's peace. Um, do you have uh, another piece that you can share with us, bro? Uh, sure, I do. Uh, this this one is called. A cautionary tale about stones. Um, and it's also from, it's also from the Rubicon. Okay. I'm to it. Sure, no problem. A cautionary tale about stones. I, I, actually, I'm sorry. I, I, I changed my mind. I'm going to read another yeah. poem. Uh, okay. If, if, if it's time for a third, I'll go back and read a cautionary tale. Um, okay. This poem, this poem I'll read is called Have You Ever Seen the Rain? And it's rain as an R-E-I-G-N. Okay, okay. I am the unconquered. When provoked or otherwise bothered, I invoke the spirits that make men immortal and cowards kings. So in the face of tyranny, I sing songs of strength. Tell me, please, have you ever seen the rain? An obstacles, a wrecking ball's kiss to any obstacle out to stop me. I consider a gauntlet thrown to be an act of romance, and I'll dance with whomever. I ask you again, have you ever seen the rain? I know every single genre of seduction, and plus, I know why warfare is sexy. I am here for the feast and not selfish in the least. No surrender and no retreats. The legions would love a leader like me. Decreed and more than just the art of war, I can assure you a new era. A policy that provides a dominion over the darkness that resides both inside and out. An empire that never sees the sunset. A living example of the phrase, if I ain't dead, then I ain't done yet. A soldier silhouette in a polymath's mind. A kind man and the jealous God. I gave New York insomnia way back. Reduced pomp to the ash the last time the city made me angry. Almost lost the pyramids in a dice game. I ask you again, mm. have you ever seen a rain like mine? Call me Imperator. Mm. Set the stage so that my triumph is grand. May the people stand and bend in the streets for the feats accomplished in their name. No, I do not claim to be a king as I am something far more complex. I do not aim to be a god as I am something far more original. My status is seminal. My principle is pivotal. My pinnacle achievement will be that human history never forgets what we did here. So cheer me as I cheer for you. Let every corner of the globe hear us laugh. Dance hard enough to scare off anyone with weak hips. Let them know that we live life fiercely. That we greet doubt with indignation. That fate is but a loud mouth taking advantage of the fact that we both forgot who's really in charge here. Paint my face red. Color my role purple. Look to the future through whatever kaleidoscope you choose, but do not doubt that the light we show the world today will change it tomorrow. Make no mistake, I am no rainbow myself. Make no mistake, I am no rainbow myself. Reach the pot of gold at the end of me, and you will be just as likely to find dynamite. The real question is, 
just how high do you really, really want to be? Whatever your answer, whatever your answer, believe I've got the gas for your trip, a resume that stretches from here to the moon, the might to make wrong right and right writer. This is the part of the poem that summons the lighters to a position above your shoulders. This is the part of the poem where you decide to hold the spark in you so high that the sun has no choice but to file a grievance. I guarantee that you'll never know a rain like mine. And I'll finally dine in hell or be halfway to Hades before I sell myself short, only resorting to wrath for tactical reason. And come this season, you will know just why my reign is inevitable. Mm. Dope, dope, dope. Nice, man. What um what inspired that? So 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 that that piece and the one I was gonna read a cautionary tale. Like I look at, I, look, I run like my publishing company the way you look at a, a a record company, and I look at books the way you look at albums. And those two pieces are like your singles to the book, and and, and that piece is just a uh, it's kind of like both a campaign speech and a victory speech at the same time. You know, it's, it's me sort of you know essentially invoking. My inner Julius Caesar. It's it's. Mm. I, I I I am here, and this is who I am, and mm-hmm. get behind this because I've got the the vision for the way forward, sort of sort of vibe. And so that's that's yeah. where that poem, that's where that poem comes from. It it doesn't it doesn't you know the the speaker isn't speaking about being perfect, but he's speaking yeah. about being powerful and and believing yeah. himself to be the leader of of how we can possibly move move forward and you know humbly. I, I, I do on some days, you know, think of myself as that individual. Got you. Got you. I, I got that that self-affirming vibe no from No ego it. involved. I am no. that powerful. Yeah. No ego right. involved. I am that powerful. That's beautiful. Right. Right, right. With 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 a little, you know, extra sprinkle of a flex on top of it, because I mean, come on, why not, mm-hmm. right? Um, exactly. but, I gave New York insomnia, something like that. Right. Right, I gave New York insomnia way back, right? Um, yeah, right so yeah. there's, there's definitely a little bit of ego flex, but there's definitely a, that that, like you said, Miss Nisa, that that uh, objective piece is sort of like, yo, I, I really do think I got the idea of how we could we could step forward, you know, and and I'm I'm sort of convincing the people in front of me to get with it. Oh man, yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, indeed, you're welcome. Um, so like. The Miss Nisa, for you, right? The the idea that um, you have to kind of like have that that right perspective on things, um, you know, whatever that might look like, but having that right, healthy um, perspective on things so that you're not too far here, maybe perhaps with the ego and then too far there where you just like you, you're not you're not you don't think that you're enough. We're talking about mental health. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking about mental health. And um, when it comes to that. That's kind of what you, that's kind of your thing. Um, that, that's kind of the thing, um, that, that falls into the line of work that you do. Um, how did you, how did you step into, um, work, uh, around mental health? Um, and why is that so important to you? When it comes to, when I've, what I've noticed when it comes to the most, the people, the things that you struggle the most with, or the mm-hmm. things you struggle the most with when you're in an activism space where you're in your, when you're on, within your own creative space, is getting mm-hmm. exhausted, getting tired. 
<laughs> and we've just made now made this shift to acknowledging how important mental health is within the black community and how important mental health is to finding your true self, your your vision of who you see yourself to be. So it's when I when I first started, I had to I really looked into myself. I was like I said, I was trying to find I, I was trying to find my my niche and finding public health. I had to do a lot of self discovery in order to figure mm-hmm. out how important my mental health, my mental stamina, my mental endurance could really be. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was a lot of reflection, a lot of entries, a lot of speaking to people, learning about how my environment has shaped my life and how truth okay. can come from that. And uh, something okay. you can find peace with yourself at, at the same time. Because you can't move forward until you know who you're moving forward with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's deep. That's deep right there, boy. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess you touched on it um, maybe quite a bit. Um, but I was going to ask if... Uh, if there are any like um, proven ways or, or like effective ways uh, that you could share um, that someone could take away from um, in terms of how they can safeguard or just improve their, their mental health, um, what would you say? One of my favorite things is looking to your hobbies and how they've affected you. So people, I think the professional term for it would be a coping mechanism. Okay. How you how you've dealt with stress and how you've learned to deal with the emotions that you're handling. Personally, one of my hobbies was or not hobbies, one of my the one of the most important things that I did when I was learning, when I found my education, when I was able to learn words and Mm -hmm. discover spoken word art was looking into synonyms and just reading words and finding out their definitions and then from mm-hmm. there, I started to study literary theory and played word. I played with words. Okay. So that was one thing that I found out that I loved as a passion and started mm-hmm. studying it. And I found out that it would relax me to like search all of these okay. words up and figure uh, out okay. what they meant and incorporate them into my vocabulary and also teach people, yeah. oh, you didn't know that? I, oh, this will mean, oh, well, it also means this, this, and this. And then the conversation okay. starts from there. So it's learning the things you love mm-hmm. and then finding out what part of that relaxes you and how you can use that to your advantage as a tool. Mm-hmm. So Definitely my, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, I wanted to know if you could tell us a little bit about your, your work because um, you've been an organizer for some time. Uh, you've done work at places like uh, March for Our Lives, uh, Mass Leap. Uh, and the diversity joint venture, uh, where I think you've helped with like strategy uh, when marketing. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your work with those organizations? So those organizations, I was working as the social media manager and social media strategist, developing marketing strategies to make exciting work for, or exciting intuitive work that gave people Mm -hmm. opportunities to explore social justice and what or how their advocacy and their activism can be translated into social media. So what specifically I did was in diversity joint venture, I was looking, mm-hmm. posting job boards, making sure that people had access to 
um, the spectrum of jobs within the environment. Within March for Our Lives, I'm also doing the ad campaign, which is working with gun reform and learning about um, learning about how to educate people on what it means to be with to own a firearm and the policy work behind it. Okay, with okay. Mass Leap, I'm in a spoken word venture right now, and we're advertising open mics or okay. and showing people and showing kids, the youth groups, how to how to express their art and how to develop it further so that they can be even more greater artists as they grow and share share their stories with people. Mm, okay, so uh, quite a bit um, going on there in terms of different um areas uh sort of uh where you've gotten so much experience and are you are you still with any of those organizations currently so work with them yes yes i'm actually still with march for our lives and mass sleep right now okay okay uh how do you uh, where do you see sort of what you uh want to do and create um sort of going forward uh, and, and, and I guess in taking all those lessons, all that experience, um, where do you kind of see yourself uh, a little bit from now? I don't want to say an exact time, but what's some of your um, your vision for uh, for the future of what you're trying to do? Well, right now I'm trying to um, think of a book plan, make a, making a book plan, and then developing my social media platform at Nisa657. On so on Instagram and Twitter, um, okay. developing my social media platform and then developing also my book my book plan. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. It's good stuff. Uh, I wanted to ask about this because when when you go to your uh, Instagram page. I think this might be your latest, uh, your latest, uh, I'm going to, I guess I call it a, a campaign, maybe mm-hmm. um, the button one. What is it for those who might be curious? What is it? And, and can you tell us why you started it? Pussy button. <laughs> can yes, I say pussy yes, pussy yes, button. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what I did, so pussy button is what, what I call the neurochip. Okay. The ex- because of the vast range of tech, because of the vast range of technology, I immediately associated it with a private industry okay. um, circumstance. So what I did was take a reality of I was neurochipped. This is what happened, and I I'm now okay. posting a social media campaign of broadcasting what a reality would be if you had a neurochip in your head and. Mm what that would be like. So that's when my pussy button, the pussy button is the neurochip and the person typing the buttons is mm. the pussy button doer, I guess. Man boy. Okay. Behind the, by the, behind the computer screen, pressing the buttons. Okay. So it's like some, someone else controlling um, yeah. your actions. Okay. Ah. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Um, I know the the words alone um, connected to each other. Uh, pussy button got me. So why? How how did you come up with that? Um, how did you actually come up with that hashtag and 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 to think of it that way? So at the time of my, when I started to discover. So basically, what I tried to 
describe what I'm trying to describe on social media in uh, in a simple format is institutional racism. Okay. So I'm taking a branch of institutional racism, watching systemic and the progress of how systemic racism can be applied. So taking the pussy button at the time where I was facing like a very severe amount of institutional racism, I was dealing with school and working and just a whole bunch of things combined. I took that institutional racism and then I said, Trump, the pussy president, and I just put those two together and called it a pussy button. Okay. And why do you call him the pussy president? Uh, his famous um, anti-feminist line of grab her by the... Ah, uh, yeah. uh, okay. Got it. So I called Got him it. pussy president. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um... How how much uh, you know as much as you want to because uh, you, you you mentioned it briefly about being neurochipped. Um, mm-hmm. How much can you share uh, about that? It, I've never met anyone that had said that or you know would would say it um, even if they knew what happened to them. Like it's something that that happened to you. Um, you're public about it. Um, I imagine that takes like guts and bravery because um, you don't know how people are going to think about it um, but how much can you talk about um, that aspect of, of your life well what I know to be true is that all of a sudden I've gotten I, at one time there was a, a range of symptoms to mm-hmm. a cause mm-hmm. and then I was like there's no way that all of a sudden, something's got to be different. Like, okay. when you see institutional ra- racism and the progression, the way, in my experience, what I've yet to um, make public, and I, that's what I'm looking forward to with this little 90-day period I'm, uh, I'm working on, mm-hmm. is to, how to describe how institutional racism has taken place in my life mm-hmm. to make sure that I have a platform that is easily understood to say, okay, okay this is how people are progressing when it comes to capitalism versus communism and showing how the, those two different states has contributed to our presidency, has contributed to the social environment. It's basically what the, what the future holds and how, 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 how we move about with this technology is uh-huh. essential to the population. And I feel like describing yourself as something yeah. means everything. Uh, very insightful. So just taking the title and making sure that you own the label is, yeah. is what you earn, what you deserve. Indeed, um, I think what you, what you claim really definitely shapes um, it shapes the narrative. You know, um, equally so what you what you refuse uh, in terms of labels and such. And, and what was interesting too in, in learning more about your line of work and study um, was the term uh, social justice warrior. 
Um, like, I don't know how you may feel about that term, but what I learned is, is that it actually, it's a, it became like a, a sort of derogatory or, you know, like a, a pejorative term. Um, and it wasn't always, it wasn't always that. Uh, so I thought that was very, very interesting because I was thinking, you know, social justice warrior, you're a warrior for social justice and, so, and for social good. Uh, but it turns out that it's uh, so just the labeling um, and the terms and the shaping of the narrative and the story. Um, definitely something we should uh, we should pay attention to. And I like that your work um, really brings light to that. Indeed. Uh, okay. You're welcome. Um, I want, I think I got a little technical glitch with the audio, but he's back, right, Ross? Damn. I'm here. I'm sorry. All right. That's all right, bro. Uh, no problem, man. Um, definitely these things happen. Um, so what we're going to do now is uh, we're going to shift again uh, back into our game. We've got some time left. Uh, we'll see if we can get a, another round of trivia. How does that sound, guys? Sounds good. All right. That's what's up. Inside. Ladies and gentlemen, all right, that's cool. Uh, keep it locked if you're just tuning in once again. Welcome to The Vibe. You are listening to the Pod Poach Lounge Spoken Word and Poetry Trivia Game. Uh, this is Naquel, your host, and we are chilling with the social media justice advocate, Miss Nisa, alongside poet publisher, Ras Haru. Check out the Pod Poach Lounge Trivia Game for this episode, number 29, on Instagram, where the fun will continue. Uh, and it's once again, game time. So, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm not sure who we left off with, um, but uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, with Ross Haru uh, for this round. And this is going to be a mix of uh, individual. Actually, so I'm going to do I'm going to do individual questions. I have to skip over the mix of individual and group questions uh, so that we can try to definitely get a winner here. Um, So these are going to be just individual questions. We select a category and it's going to be just for you. Okay. 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 All right, cool. So here we go. Um, Actually, we'll start with Miss Nisa. Forgive me. We'll start with Miss Nisa. Uh, She had uh, seven points uh, on the last one and you had eight. So we'll start with her. Try to make it a nice fair game going forward here. Thank you so much for uh, reposting those categories. All right, uh, Ms. Nisa, what uh, category for you to start things off? All right, let's do Generation Z. All right, cool. So here we go. This is going to be a, a fact or false question. Hashtag facts. That's how I do this here instead of just true or false. Hashtag facts or false. So here's a question for you. Millennials value stability at 34%, while Gen Z puts more of an emphasis on finding their dream job. And that's 32% of them. Is this fact or false? Facts. That is correct. Yes, that is a fact. That is a fact. Got it. Okay, right out the gate. All right, Ross Haru. What category for you, sir? So we're tied up. Word whiz. Okay, you got it, sir. So here we are. You've got to tell me, what does this word mean? The word is avast. Does it mean A, stop, B, protect, C, software program, or D, propagate? Mm. Can I ask a question? 
Yeah, sure. Is the A capitalized on purpose? Is there like is there a reason why that that why that that, that A is capitalized? I'm an English teacher, so I ask, that's I yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's not a proper noun, no. So it's a, it can be lowercase, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go D. D propagate. Mm -hmm. This one is actually A. It means to stop. So we are tied up. We are tied up at this time. And with that, I'm going to introduce our friend. Ten, Don't nine, get eight, too seven, afraid, six, intimidated, five, or anything along three, those lines two, when you hear this. <laughs> what? what? In, the, in the interest of time, we're going to incorporate the countdown uh, so that we can move things along. Um, I want to make sure we, uh, we get through this game, uh, get our winner, and just do the rest of the stuff that we need to to kind of gracefully end the show. So um, here we go. Thank you for joining um, the person in the chat. They appreciate that. All right. So um, Miss Nisa, you are up. What category for you? All right. Let's go Ink Mag Magazine. Oh, Ink Magazine. What was the first open mic spotlight that was featured in the Ink Magazine? Was it A, the, J, uh, the Rose Garden? Was it B, Blank Canvas? C, Lyrics Lounge, or D, Deaf Poetry's Open Mic? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah. Good guess, but this was actually the Rose Garden. Ah. Okay. All right, Ross, you are up. Let's go stuff folder. All right, you got it, sir. Here we go. So, which rap group was influenced by Asian culture? Was it A. Wu Tang, B. Queensbridge, C. Beastie Boys, or D. Naughty by Nature? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Wu Tang is correct. Yes, sir. Was that an easy one for you? Indeed, indeed. All right, you picked it. All right, Miss Nisa, what's the uh, category for you? Word whiz. Word whiz. Let's head on over there. Okay. This is the next one up. A drift is a term meaning discharged. It was a slang term from what time period? Was it A, the 9th century, B, the 20th century, C, the 1700s? Ah, we've got C, and C is correct. I didn't even get the countdown going. Yeah. All right, nicely done, nicely done. Tied up, guys. Okay, Ross, what category for you, sir? What's the word with? All right, you got it. Here we go. Hmm. Who uses a tool called a ripper? Is it A, a tailor, B, a plumber, C, a dog trainer, or D, a surfer? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. A is correct, sir. Yes, yes. Well done. All right. Miss Nisa, what category for you? Gen Z. Gen Z. I like it. Here we go. 
It was really fun doing this category, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, here's your question. Billie Eilish, one of the most famous Gen Z members, was born in Los Angeles, California. Was it A, on December 8th, 2001, B, November 18th, 2001, C, December 18th, 2001, or D, November 8th, 2001? I'm feeling the Scorpio energy, so okay. I'm going to say D. Ten. Oh, nine. D. Eight. Seven. D is not six, correct, unfortunately. Five, no. Four, three, mm. two, one. This one was actually B, November oh. 8th, 2001. Almost. Almost, yes. All right, Ross, you are up, sir. What gives me a... Uh, Give me the stuff folder. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Give me events of okay. uh, 2010. Okay. This is another fun category to do as well. All right. Here we go. You've got to tell me who did not run as a candidate in the 2016 presidential election. Was it A, Joe Biden, B, Hillary Clinton, C, D's nuts, or D, Donald Trump? <laughs> Uh, one, like that. <laughs> ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, I'm two, go. one. C. C is in Charlie. Yeah. No, actually, this one was Joe Biden. Joe Biden. These nuts was actually uh, they run for president. <laughs> That was, Check. that was, uh, all right. I forget the, the gentleman's name. Mosley or Mosley? I forget his name. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough. Okay. Uh, Miss Misa, category for you. Mm, I'm going to do the word whiz. All right. Word whiz it is. Let's head on over to there. Okay. I think we'll I think we have time for a couple more questions. We'll see uh, see how it goes. Um, here's your question: Which term is an antonym for excellent or admirable? Mm-hmm. Actually, let me let me let me let me re, re uh, resend that question. Pardon me. That question is not formatted right. <laughs> Ah, okay, here we go. Disregard that last one. Here it is. Would someone use a palfrey on their A, nose, B, ears, C, thighs, or D, none of the above? Palfrey. B? B, ears? No, oh, this was actually D. Ah, that was it's my a second choice. Docile horse used for ordinary riding. All right. Rasaru, you are up. Give me word with. Okay. Got it. Ah, okay. We can ask this question uh, before. Let's see if we can um, guess this one. What do you do with whetstone? Is it A, skip rocks? B, sharpen a knife? C, dig a hole? Or D, balance a table. Still a very close game. 10, 9, 8, 7, 
That is correct, yes. All right, and let's get uh, one more question from Miss Nisa. What category are you? One second, I'm just going to send it back so I can see. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to do events of 2010. Yeah. This is another fun category to do. Okay. On Facebook, the hashtag was used by more than 4.7 million people in uh, 12 million posts during the first 24 hours. This was in 2017. Which hashtag do you think this was? A, hashtag BLM. B, me too. C, photo of the day. Or D, happy. A. BLM. Mm. Oh, this one is actually me too. Oh, the me too hashtag. Yes, yes. All right. It looks like we're about. Uh, yeah, we've got a few minutes left. Um, but I do have to. Uh, we're going to end the game here. Uh, we've got. 10 points uh, for Ross and 9 points for Miss Nisa. Very, very, very close game. Good game. Very well played. And um, with that, uh, we'll announce uh, that he will be featured in uh, the the next issue of the Ink Magazine. Uh, you can look out for that in the May issue. We'll be in touch uh, as well, uh, Ross, to let you know what the steps are for that. Um, and Miss Nisa, she gets our Constellation Prize, which will be uh, free remote support, uh, diagnostics, and PC cleanup uh, from CompuFix Solutions. Uh, you can look out for an email and message uh, from that uh, from them about that as well. Uh, and before we, we head out, I would like to just know, you know, is there any final thoughts, uh, anything else that you'd like to share uh, with the listeners uh, before we go? We'll start with, uh, we can start with you, Miss Nisa. I had a great time tonight. Um, I look forward to speaking with you again, enjoying this space. I definitely appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to the next time. Thank you so much. Very, very welcome indeed. Appreciate you. Looking forward to it as well. And Ras Haru, final thoughts? Anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Oh, just that this was this was fantastic. <clears throat> um, I really enjoyed myself, not just talking poetry, but also the competition. And I really do feel like, even though this is a podcast I, and, and it's, we're not together, I really do feel like we were lounging. And so, kudos to you. I'd love to do this again. Looking forward to it, definitely. Appreciate you guys so much once again for accepting the invitation. Um, I loved your energy, loved your enthusiasm. Um, great, great material, great work um, that you shared left me inspired, really left me inspired and moved um, from the dialogue all the way around uh, the entire vibe. Really appreciated it. Uh, and for those who tuned in uh, and for those that are listening now, um, thank you so much for doing so, uh, spending some time with us. Remember that you can email the pod poets lounge at gmail.com if you're interested in being a guest on the show or to be a sponsor. And you can always vibe live right here. Our next show is going to be April 24th. Tune in for episode number 30. Uh, we're about, yeah, it's, I think our first, very first episode may have been on April 6th uh, of last year. So we're, it's kind of like a birthday moment uh, a little bit. It's definitely like a birthday moment. I'm feeling that vibe right now. Yeah. And it feels good. 
it feels good. It's been a, a fun uh, and amazing journey um, doing this podcast and meeting so many wonderful souls. Um, I, I wouldn't give it up for nothing, for nothing at all. Uh, 2020 birthed us, um, and we're just looking forward to uh, to whatever uh, whatever else is out there um, for us to explore, to to be enjoy um, and just live life fully, you know, um, me personally, and then just the podcast and uh, all those that support the podcast and now uh, what we're trying to do here and, and having fun uh, celebrating poets. Um, so that's, a, that's a good thing. Looking forward to that. Um, I really do hope you guys enjoyed yourself um, playing along, uh, getting to know our guests once again. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure having you guys on the show, evidenced by the smile on my face. Uh, Stay safe, stay positive, and take good care. Peace. Tune in April 24th for more fun celebrating these dope poets. We'll be here live from 7 to 9 Eastern Time. That's every other Saturday. Thank you to our special guests, Ross Heru and Miss Nisa. Look out for more games and check out the Spilled Inks Showcase. Listen to the Words I Never Said podcast every Wednesday, hosted by God's Ink. And happy birthday to the Pod Poets Lounge. As always, thank you for your support and thank you for listening. Peace. <laughs>